Where do you see your career in 10 years? What are you doing now to help you get there? The sooner you start enhancing your skills, the sooner you'll be ready. That's why AARP has reskilling courses in a variety of categories like marketing and management to help your income live as long as you do. That's right. AARP has a bevy of free skill building courses for you to choose from because the steps that you choose to take today will help you to love what you do in the future. And that's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. Let's be honest. The first place our family turns to when we're looking for a quick getaway is always Airbnb. I know we can find an amazing place to stay at the beach, like St. Simon's on the Georgia coast, for instance. Mm-hmm. It's one of our favorite spots. That's what comes to mind, Matt, when I'm thinking about travel. And while you're staying at someone else's home, have you ever thought about what you could be doing with your own home? That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you are away, because that is all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room if you've got one. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're discussing modern frugality and massive debt reduction with Jen Smith. Jen Smith is a personal finance expert, and she has the experience to back it up. Jen and her husband paid off over $78,000 of debt in less than two years, making well under six figures. She's been featured in Kiplinger, US News and World Report, Money Magazine, and she's co-host of the Frugal Friends podcast and blogs over at modernfrugality.com. And Joel, her love for Aldi rivals my own. Uh, (laughs) In fact, she might be the most frugal person we've had on the show. Uh, So Jen, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I am so excited to be here. I'm just excited to hang out with other frugal people who love Aldi. It's a Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right? You you know that you're going to be kindred spirits if you both love Aldi. Yes. And luckily so, Joel's been so a, right. Joel's a recent convert. He's still more Oh, I've on always that, loved Aldi. He's more on that Costco chain. <laughs> I do prefer Costco, Costco but train, but I love uh, Aldi. You you can't you, you don't have to choose. That's the beauty of this. <laughs> yeah. you know? they're, they're both great. Joel was our first guest on on our podcast, so I really feel like 
he's on the frugal train with us. So nice. you, you got to be. I'm old yes. school frugal. Well, Jen, <laughs> yes. uh, Jen, typically, you know, we have a craft beer on the show. It's really important to us, but um, we're recording with you in the morning. So we decided, Matt and I decided to have a cold brew coffee. Um, we don't really drink at 9 a.m. typically, um, but <laughs> but we have it to not develop. Right, exactly. <laughs> but, but we typically do drink a craft beer on every episode. And so our first question to every guest is because we prioritize having kind of expensive beer sometimes. It's it's our way of splurging now while saving and investing well for the future. What is your craft beer equivalent? How do you splurge now while saving for for your future self? So I don't buy a lot of expensive things, but I always dreamed of having like an, a really nice SUV. So last year when I got pregnant, I took that as an opportunity to say to my husband, like, we need to get me a, a new SUV, a new used SUV. And it's like bright orange and shiny 2016 turbocharged, Ooh. paid for in cash, but nice to me. Yeah, still yeah. it's a Hyundai. So it's like not a Lexus or anything, but <laughs> it is. You didn't get the yes. Escalade with like the blacked out windows or anything like that. You know, that was my second choice. Was it? Okay. Yeah. You know, those blacked out windows, they're good to have in Florida. But uh, that's, that's actually, it probably keeps it a lot cooler in there for sure. True. Well, I like it. That's a splurge. Jen, I wanted to mention too, I just, I just thought of this. The coffee that we're having, you know, it's from Aldi. And so <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I, I think we're having, it's either the morning roast or the breakfast roast or, or which one of those. It's like one of the blends or whatever. But I just wanted to let you know that we're drinking Aldi coffee. It tastes fancy. Oh, it's really good. I am, I'm actually drinking Starbucks because I had a free birthday reward that I had to use up. So I feel a little out of place, but it was free. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Let's go ahead and dive into frugality, uh, Jen. Um, like, I think for a lot of folks, that word can conjure up thoughts of a bygone era, you know, maybe visions of single ply toilet paper. <laughs> um, and like, that doesn't get most folks excited about that concept. But you're on a mission to reclaim this word. Like, what does frugality mean to you? And, and why isn't this a bad thing? Yeah, frugality ha is the least sexy part of personal finance. Like mm -hmm. we love to talk about side hustling and investing and all that stuff. But then you come to frugality and you think of like stay-at-home moms clipping coupons and stockpiling groceries. But frugality to me is simply being a good steward of resources. So specifically limited resources. So primarily money, because that's to some extent limited, but also resources like natural resources and your time because your time is very limited. And then just being wise on where you're putting your energy. So minimalism plays a big part of that. So not expending too much energy in a bunch of different places, but picking a few that really you can invest in. And it's just about living a full life and and having so few responsibilities that you can actually identify what makes you feel and what is your rich life. Hmm. So when it comes to being able to, to save and invest more, right, there are two aspects of the equation. There's kind of the income, there's what you're bringing in, and then there's the expenses side. And, and frugality focuses mostly on, on the expenses. So why do you think focusing on the expenses is, is so important? Why is that kind of where you hone in? Because those are the things that are most in our control. So investing is super important, but you can't really control what the market's doing, but you can control how much you're spending. And to an extent, yeah, you can try and lower your bills and stuff like that. But even, even that isn't 
completely in your control because somebody else is controlling what you pay. But if you're really focusing on your discretionary expenses, uh, that is 100% in your control. And so even though sometimes it's just a latte here or buying a generic product there, it's completely in your control. And making those decisions and having that kind of locus of control can really bleed over into other aspects of your life too. Yeah, I think a lot of folks, they might criticize frugality and they would say that like, oh, no, you need to have an abundance mindset, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but you think you can earn, you can always earn more. But the fact is, if you if you don't have control of your spending, like you can you can spend every single dollar you make, no matter how much money you make. Yeah. And we've seen so many stories, too, where it's people that make one hundred thousand dollars or more and they're still living paycheck to paycheck. Sometimes mm-hmm. for a lot of people, it doesn't matter how much you're bringing in. You spend it all. And so yeah. frugality has to be a part of the equation, right? Yeah, of course. And I think it's shifting your mindset to an abundance mindset or or out of a scarcity mindset at least uh, that can help you control like what your expenses are. And so I don't think those two are separate. I think you need mm. one to have the other. Jen, so we talk a lot about the differences between like being frugal and being cheap. Like sometimes we do a little segment where it's like, okay, frugal or cheap, Joel, this is what I did. Is this frugal? <laughs> or was this, this an example of me being cheap? Is there, uh, in your mind, is there a distinction? I love that. Yes. Uh, we talk about it all the time on <laughs> the Frugal Friends podcast. It's kind of our motto is frugal, not cheap. And so there's a distinct difference. So frugal saves you money, it improves your life. And cheap is anything that's inconvenient or it lowers the value of your life. So making do with like something broken and just either not replacing it or something, something that's very important. So that would be being cheap, but looking for- Like taping your glasses together or something like that? (laughs) Maybe, I I won't, (laughs) it's different for everyone too. So I'll say that. But going out and trying to find a replacement for that important thing on Facebook Marketplace and getting it used or seeing if you can get it free from somebody else or just thinking creatively of ways you can uh, improve your life by replacing that product that doesn't initially resort to, I'm just going to go out and buy it full price without thinking. Mm. So that's kind of the difference. Yeah. So do you have an instance where you were overly, thought you were being frugal, but but maybe you, you uh, waded into the cheap territory and you're like, dang it, I, I did it. Because when you are trying to toe that line, there are times if you're, if you're trying to be really frugal that you're probably going to accidentally wade over into being cheap. Yeah. How much time do you have? <laughs> oh, all the time in the world. <laughs> Bring it. We want to hear at least one or two good frugal fails. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So here's a big one. So... We, uh, for our debt-free celebration, we took a trip to Bali. In order, by the to- way, I love that this is on the tail ends of your of you guys paying off your debt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, this right. is how we celebrated. Granted, <laughs> we went to Bali because Bali is super inexpensive when you get over there. Yeah, it costs the flight is a lot, but once you get over there, like dollars a day for everything. So if you're looking for a frugal adventure, Bali. Anyways. I was trying to save some money on that flight and I love buying discounted gift cards. So I bought 10 discounted Delta gift cards to use to buy my flight. There you go. And uh, this was before I discovered travel hacking, but I got to buy the flight on Delta.com and you could only use a limit of three. 
Ooh. And I had just bought, and so that was like $700 worth of gift cards no. I wasn't going to be able to use. So I called and sat sat on the phone with this sweet woman, and she had me enter the number to every gift card, like, over the phone. And so I was able to use all of them. Oh, nice. But it was, I, my stomach dropped, um initially when I when I thought I could only use three. So I will never do that again. Um, <laughs> that was, I think, an example of being cheap. Well, but at least in the end. It I worked mean, out. Yeah, it worked yeah. out. Yes, it did work out in the end. But that was a hassle probably too, right? And you're like, oh, I mean, it, just, it just wasn't worth it. There were like 10 of them and they each had two like 16 digit codes. So I was on the phone <laughs> for a good hour just saying numbers. I feel like... Yeah. That, like our time is often the biggest casualty when it comes to us being cheap, right? You yes. know, cause it's especially yes. early on, I think we have, it, it seems like we have all the time in the world. I could pick on something that I've done where I was being cheap, but Joel, it makes me think of, you know, early on when you would take your electric car over to the free chargers over yes. in Atlantic Station oh. and sit there in line. Save myself a dollar to, so yeah. <laughs> to waste an hour and a half. It because so everybody's hard. lined up to get the free electricity and you're like, wait a minute, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> I had to rethink a lot of things at that point. <laughs> Um, Jed, I loved reading about your love for pawn shops. You call them like your secret frugal weapon. <laughs> yes. I've only uh, ever purchased one item in a, a pawn shop before. I went in there and grabbed a, an electric handsaw one time. Uh, but for you, like, what makes them so great? And what do you often look for when you go there? So I love pawn shops. I actually, we got my engagement ring at a pawn shop. Wow. Uh, so you just have to make sure you're going to like a reputable one. Like if you if you walk up to it and you feel safe outside, then then that's probably going to be a safe bet. But if you pull in and you feel unsafe on the outside, like there's bars all over everything, then maybe rethink it. <laughs> but I love especially ones that specialize in certain things. So the one where we got my engagement ring, they did only jewelry and and like some high-end items. And they got a lot of it Yes, from people pawning, but a lot from estate sales as well. So that was something where I felt safe. They had a jeweler on staff to, uh, you know, say what the ring was worth and stuff. And I also got the laptop I'm using right now at a pawn shop. Uh, Yeah, it had a lot of electronic tech items. And before I bought it, we called Apple and uh, we, you know, read the number to make sure it wasn't stolen. Nice. Um, also called the um, police station, make sure there wasn't like anything out on it. Smart. Yeah. So if you take the necessary precautions you need to, you can get huge deals at pawn shops on on bigger items. So like rings, laptops, power tools, stuff like that. Uh, stuff where there's just, a substantial savings, right? I'm sure like yes. how much how much was your ring discounted essentially? Um, so we got it for 800 and it was appraised. We went to a separate appraiser outside of it and it was appraised for 3000. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Deal. That's great. <laughs> yes. So it's a, it was a good wow. deal. Well, we want to get into some, uh, c- cause you, you have so much knowledge when it comes to massive debt reduction. We want to get to that in a second, but real quick, I want to ask you too about self-control when it comes to budgets. You know, we, we've tried to change how people view budgets on our show because we think they get a bum rap oftentimes and, and budgets are so helpful and they can be so empowering. And I know you feel the same and you've said that decision fatigue is actually ruining our budgets. So, so what do you mean by that? Yeah. So decision fatigue is uh, the fatigue that your brain feels after making a lot of decisions. It's like, 
when you're buying a car and the dealer at the end is going through all the add-on options. And by the end of it, you just want to get out of there. You've made so many decisions already that you'll kind of just go with whatever he says. Um, You'll be more easily convinced of the validity of whatever he's saying. Mm. So, So that's what decision fatigue is. And to a lesser extent, it pops up every day in our lives. So at the grocery store, when you are, after you've picked all your produce and you've made sure, you know, you've got the good stuff, and then you're down in the middle aisles and you're really just going for the things that are right in front of you because at this point you're busy, you gotta, you don't have a lot of time, you got to get out of there. Oh, how those three boxes of Lucky Charms end up in my, in right. my cart. Right. So that's what happens to our brains after we make a lot of decisions. We just can't make any more decisions. So reducing the number of decisions you have during the day can actually help you stick to your budget better because you're not as you're not going to make as many of those impulse poor spending decisions come four, five, six o'clock because that's when it always happens, right? Like you do really good the first part of the day and then by mid-afternoon it's kind of like, ugh, I can't do this anymore. So just trying to reduce the number of decisions that you make can be really helpful to sticking to your budget. Awesome. Well, Jen, a lot of us are in debt and you've got a new book called Pay Off Your Debt for Good. And we're going to talk about that right after the break. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. That's why you listen to this podcast. And if you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade, lounge access... Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000 plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Kachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Kachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Kachava. Just go to Kachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money joel so we were just recounting our trip to scotland this is the trip that we took this time last year actually with some of our friends over the weekend and one of the highlights from edinburgh was stumbling upon the absolute best meat pie shop. Mm-hmm. They were fresh out of the oven. They had that perfectly flaky crust. But guess what? 
That serendipitous experience would never have happened if we'd stayed at a boring hotel. We had found the perfect flat in the coolest part of town, thanks to Airbnb. Ah, Matt, I'm still dreaming about those meat pies. You're (laughs) You're making me drool. And while turning to Airbnb might be a no-brainer when you're looking to spend some money on travel, it might not be the first thing you think of when you're looking to make some money. Why let it sit empty, your house, when it could be earning extra income, though? It's the financially smart thing to do. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra dough. Yeah, that's right. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Let's say you've been listening to the podcast and now you're finally ready to start implementing some of the uh, the financial morsels that we're dishing up. Maybe you are trying to save up some more money for a down payment on a house, or maybe there's a big vacation that you have been dying to take. Well, the money app Monarch, they make it so easy to help you to reach your financial goals. That's why the Wall Street Journal, they named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, collaborate with your partner even. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. And you won't get spammed either. Monarch features ad-free privacy you can trust. They will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. That's right, man. And after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. It just makes sense. It works. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash howtomoney for your extended 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney for an extended 30-day free trial. All right, we're back from the break. We're talking with Jen Smith about frugality and debt reduction. And Jen, let's get on to kind of some debt reduction tactics. Obviously, it took some intense frugality to pay off $78,000 of debt in two years and with an income that was well under six figures. Uh, a lot of people might find that even unbelievable. So tell, tell us about the situation you found yourself in and how you got about getting rid of that debt so quickly. Yeah. So when my husband and I had just gotten married, he told me that the first thing he wanted to do with, was pay off his student loans. And I was like, actually, I don't really want to do that because I'm in my 20s and I don't want to spend them paying off debt, like living under a rock. Boring. Right. <laughs> and so that was my biggest mind block uh, to paying off debt, um, among other mind blocks. <laughs> but he was really great and really gracious about um, trying to get me on board. And it actually didn't take me long to kind of come to his side. So when we got back from our honeymoon, I immediately went into, okay, if we're going to do this, I'm going all in. I'm a very all or nothing person. So we went all in. And what should have taken us five years, what I had planned, you know, the rest of my 20s, actually just took us uh, 23 months. So under two years. And that was with, he was laid off twice in those two years. Oh gosh. I could only get 25 hours a week at my main job. That was all they had for me. And we bought a house. What? (laughs) In that two years. Right. And we were making... What bank did you rob is the question. (laughs) SunTrust. Was he getting laid off because he was a cashier at SunTrust? uh, Siphoning a little. I'm pulling home 20K a week. Right. (laughs) No, I mean, it was was really just like putting our head down and making sure that we made the most of our time 
so that we did side hustles that weren't paying us, you know, minimum wage, but we tried to do higher higher wage side hustles. Um, and then, yeah, being frugal, that was it. And we never made more than, even with all our side hustles, we never made more than 88000 um, in a year, or either of those two years. So Actually, you're, you're, I don't think we've gotten up to that since we paid off our debt. <laughs> <laughs> so you're easily living on less than half of what you made to be able to pay oh, yeah. off that much debt in, mm-hmm. in that small amount of time. Yeah, it worked out really well going from just living separately to combining our finances when we got married because we were already used to a certain lifestyle. So we never increased our lifestyle. We just went straight to living off one income, even when we had two. So we never have known anything different. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, like you mentioned these higher wage side hustles. Like, Can you share some examples of, of those that you and your husband did? Yeah. So we first tried to leverage what we were already doing professionally. So Travis is an aircraft mechanic and he would go to other places in his hangar and he would fill out paperwork and sign paperwork for these other mechanics because that's like everyone's least favorite part of the job. So Mm. he would do paperwork for them. I was doing acupuncture at the time. So I did that at a like rehab center. So those were like ways that we could leverage our education to make more money. And then we just looked for like the regular side hustles that maybe made a little bit more. So Travis drove for Uber, but he would only do it during surge times when he could make more. And I did online data entry, uh, which, you know, wasn't much, but I could do it kind of 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there. So it was a great way to like fill in time. Man, you guys were industrious, that's for sure. Yeah. One thing like you will learn about me very quickly is that I have a hard time like not moving or not doing something. I have a hard time sitting still. So, Mm. I mean, that was actually what taught me to value frugality because I did all these side hustles thinking I can just work more and pay off debt. And then two months into it, I got shingles because of the stress that it was causing my body at 26 years old. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, So that was what, you know, taught me. I was like, okay, I can't hustle my way out of this. I actually have to rest. And the only way I can rest and still pay off debt fast is to lower my spending. Wow. Mm. So that's also part of why you don't focus on earning more or, you know, I mean, <laughs> you, you focus on ways to earn more, certainly, but uh, frugality, that's maybe an even more important aspect of, of the equation for you because, yeah, you, you saw literal negative health consequences, uh, negative health effects from overwork, yeah. from overworking. Wow. Yeah, exactly. And over the past four years that I have been interested and in practicing frugality, I've seen the benefits of resting and self-care and how you can still make these massive financial gains and take care of yourself. It's mm. it's miraculous. You don't have to work 80 hours a week in order to yeah. do this. Yeah. And you shouldn't. If even if it took you maybe an extra year to pay off your debt, like what are you what are you losing right. in the grand scheme of things by just taking care of yourself and prolonging your debt payoff a little longer? Yeah. Yeah, your so your newest book Jen is called is a is a 21-day guide to paying off debt. So why 21 days? Why is that the magic number to help people learn how to pay off their debt? 
It's kind of it's kind of a inside joke between me and myself uh, because <laughs> traditionally <laughs> oh, well, people loop us in on this inside joke. I okay, just for you guys, twenty one days is traditionally what people say it takes to build a habit, which is grossly inaccurate. It depends <laughs> on the habit, and it's always more than twenty one days. So I I said twenty one days in this guide, knowing that it's a good start. Um, but that's just what it is. It's just a start. And so I do talk a lot about building and breaking habits and their role in in controlling your spending and ultimately sticking to your budget. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so on that, so much of our personal finances has to do with actually doing the right thing versus just understanding the right things to do, right? So mm-hmm. how can we go about creating these good habits You know, when it does come to our money? Yeah. So the biggest, the most easy way to reduce your decision fatigue is to make decisions without thinking. And that is all involves habits. You I'm have really to good have... at doing things without thinking, Jen. <laughs> Ask is my it... wife. <laughs> yes, I love that. I love, <laughs> I love doing things without thinking. Um, they're not always good things. So <laughs> for a while, you have to be intentional about making sure that they're good. Um, and that comes down to breaking bad habits because we have the, this finite amount of time in the day, and we always find ways to fill it. Uh, so you're not going to just expect to like take a bad habit out and then go on with your day. You actually have to replace it with something, hopefully, that's good if you're being intentional about it. So breaking, like for me, one of my biggest things was like stopping at Chipotle whenever it was dinner time. Like I didn't even think about it. It was just, oh, it's it's around that time. I don't feel like cooking because I hate cooking. Let's stop at Chipotle. And I had to stop and realize that, A, that was a habit. Like, I don't even know if I love Chipotle. Like, I don't even enjoy <laughs> like, love Chipotle. It was just a habit. And then what do I replace it with? So I replaced McDonald's. it with, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I replaced it with meal planning, but even that was hard because six o'clock rolls around and I'm hungry, but I don't have any food. Mm. So then I had to go a step further and start meal prepping on Sundays. So like pre-chopping things so that everything for the week was ready to go. So I could just dump it in a pot and then turn it on. And that would take about as much time as going to Chipotle, waiting for my order and coming back. Mm. So I had to replace my bad habit of just going to Chipotle with a pre-prepared good habit that was almost, it was harder to go to Chipotle at that point than to just cook what I had because it was already pre-chopped and it was going to go bad uh, if I didn't. That was the biggest example of habits in my life and reducing decision fatigue. Mm, Yeah, that's good stuff. And I think, yeah, the habit replacement, so so clutch, so key in Mm -hmm. order to, to helping us do the right thing without thinking, right? And and another helpful thing is to have some accountability. So anytime we're trying to accomplish something, it's helpful to have someone cheering us on, holding us accountable, helping us out. So what are some things to figure out when we're trying to create an accountability relationship? Someone uh, to, to, to get someone in our corner, helping us actually achieve some of these goals that we have, especially when it comes to debt reduction. Yeah, so first is to look in your own home Obviously, if you're married or living with a partner, then that would be your first place to look for an accountability partner. But that is not always the case. And it doesn't mean that you shouldn't try to pay off debt, even if your partner's not on board. 
I say to kind of be more of the inspiration, um, take the lead on it if your partner's not on board, but don't pressure them and don't like nag them to be on board because Mm. they're more likely to be inspired by you than pressured by you to join you. Yeah. So if you don't have that at home, uh, then starting out with friends uh, can be a good one. I started a blog. That's how I started you know, what I do today. With your digital that, friends. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Holding yes. yourself accountable in a, in, a, in a sense. Right. And so I would just write what I was learning and then post it on my Facebook. And then that would start conversations with different people. And that kind of attracted me to people that were on the same path. And so there were some there was some accountability there. And if you don't have that, then on Instagram, there's a huge debt-free community. Literally, if you type in hashtag debt-free community, then you will find them. Um, there's tons of people trying to pay off debt, supporting each other, sharing their journeys. So uh, it can be as close as home or as far away as around the world. But accountability is out there and it will inspire and motivate you to keep going and and give you a place to vent when things suck because mm. things will suck. Yeah, well, Jay, you might get shingles. <laughs> when you when might. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so you just mentioned social media. Um, you, you've also specifically mentioned how simplifying you know your online presence uh, can be a big factor in, in helping individuals to kind of pay off their debt. Why do you think that is? Uh, yeah, because. Even unintentionally, we scroll social media and we see things that our friends are doing, things that they're wearing, things they have, and we just automatically want it. So it's not even that they're showing off. It's just that something inside of us is triggered to want that thing. And so by limiting your social media, you limit that, um, you know, friend advertising and, and it translates into saving money. So while social media can be a really powerful tool, it's also something that you don't want to get wrapped up in. So maybe choosing one social media to really invest in um, or even unfollowing people who tend to be more of a trigger for you. I know one of my best friends, uh, she was my best friend before, she's my best friend now, but during our debt payoff, I had to unfollow her because she was doing all this cool stuff and getting all these cool things that I wanted. I want uh, that. And, yeah. And it was a trigger for me. And so I had to unfollow her for that time. Um, and she never knew. I never told her, you don't have to. But I needed to do that so that I could keep going. Yeah. yeah nope. Finding a way to kind of curate who you follow is, is, mm-hmm. is clutch. I, my wife, Kate, is amazing at just cutting people left and right. And because she uses Instagram <laughs> as like a, a tool to help her learn, uh, specifically maybe about something that she's interested in. And so mm-hmm. if she's kind of done with learning how to cook with her Instapot, she will unfollow all those people who, who are into cooking. And then she mm-hmm. follows all these nurseries and all these plant people because now she's trying to learn about, you know, taking care of houseplants. She's really good about doing that and then finding ways to allow that knowledge to kind of teach her versus just kind of passively being fed, you know, whatever that the algorithms want to feed us. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, well, that's great. I mean, I think social media can have such an impact. And it's it also, it's hard to see what the impact is on us. One of the biggest things that I, I've done, I think I mentioned it on a show a while back, the Newsfeed Eradicator plugin for Facebook. I love it. Yes. <laughs> it's so great. I have it. I love it. I don't see any 
long-winded posts on Facebook. I only yeah. specifically go to the groups that I'm a part of. In particular, you know, the How to Money group is is my favorite. But um, <laughs> but yeah, going there, I go directly there and I bypass all just the crazy stuff that you would typically see on Facebook. And um, it makes it more of a tool that I can use and enjoy as opposed to this thing that's trying to suck my attention and also suck some dollars out of my life too, oftentimes. Yeah, I, I have the newsfeed eradicator and... During quarantine, I had to take the Facebook app off my phone because it was just getting too much. So now I don't see anything from the news feed and it's it's magical. Yeah, it is, it is truly magical. All right. Well, Jen, we got some uh, some more questions for you, including how paying off debt maybe changes. Does it change when it comes to living in an economic downturn? We'll get to some of those questions right after the break. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. That's why you listen to this podcast. And if you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade, lounge access... Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000 plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Kachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Kachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Kachava. Just go to Kachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money joel so we were just recounting our trip to scotland this is the trip that we took this time last year actually with some of our friends over the weekend and one of the highlights from edinburgh was stumbling upon the absolute best meat pie shop. Mm -hmm. They were fresh out of the oven. They had that perfectly flaky crust. But guess what? That serendipitous experience would never have happened if we'd stayed at a boring hotel. We had found the perfect flat in the coolest part of town, thanks to Airbnb. Ah, oh, Matt, I'm still dreaming about those meat pies. You're making, my, <laughs> you're making me drool. And while turning to Airbnb might be a no-brainer when you're looking to spend some money on travel, it might not be the first thing you think of when you're looking to make some money. Why let it sit empty, your house, when it could be earning extra income, though? It's the financially smart thing to do. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra dough. Yeah, that's right. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Let's say you've been listening to the podcast and now you're finally ready to start implementing some of the, uh, the financial morsels that we're dishing up. Maybe you are trying to save up some more money for a down payment on a house, or maybe there's a big vacation that you have been dying to take. Well, the money app 
Monarch. They make it so easy to help you to reach your financial goals. That's why the Wall Street Journal, they named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, collaborate with your partner even. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. And you won't get spammed either. Monarch features ad-free privacy you can trust. They will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. That's right, man. And after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. It just makes sense. It works. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash howtomoney for your extended 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney for an extended 30-day free trial. Okay, we're, we're talking with Jen Smith about frugality and paying down some debt. Jen, let's talk about sort of the times that we're in right now, you know, some of the economic downturns that we've experienced, um, we're, we're kind of still in the middle of that. Do you feel that this has changed your advice at all to folks in, in how they pay down their debt? It has changed it a little bit. Yeah. And I think if anybody tells you different, then they're kind of out of touch. Hmm. But normally we say to have a small emergency fund and then go hard at paying your debt. But I think right now is the time to have that fully funded emergency fund first um, and then get back to paying off your debt. Yeah. Because even though we are coming out of, you know, the really bad times that were March, April, May, there's still a lot of things we don't know about for the, you know, the coming year or so. So to have that cash cushion that you can make some hard decisions with, so you can make harder, more difficult decisions about work and life if you know that you have some cash to fall back on. And and that's what you want to focus on first. And then think about paying off debt. But also don't think about or don't forget about investing because this is a good time to maybe start to dabble in it, um, at least with a 401k or an IRA, because stock prices are relatively low right now. They're not great recession low, but it's still something to think about. You can play around with it maybe. Yeah. So Matt and I talked a couple of months ago about kind of some stats that showed that Americans seem to be saving more and frugality seems to be a little bit more in vogue right now. So have you seen and do you think we'll continue to see a surge in folks maybe defecting from a high spending lifestyle to a more frugal approach right now? Absolutely. And unfortunately, I think this year was the shock that a lot of people needed to wake up from what their lifestyle was doing to their future. So I think that at least for the foreseeable future, frugality is still going to be a really important part of people's lives. So people should think about that when they're considering paying off debt, because that means the side hustles that were really lucrative before all this are not going to be as lucrative. So frugality is going to be even more important for people relying on side hustles to pay off debt or or make ends meet, because yeah, we're not going to see what we saw. We were at the end of the longest bull market in history. People were doing really well. Um, and we're just not going to be there again for a little while. Yeah, there are a lot of 
a lot of folks who graduated college and then got a job, started investing, and yeah, they've never seen <laughs> they've never seen the kind of the times that we're living in now. And and I, I totally agree with you as far as this kind of being more of a wake up call. So going back to the emergency fund real quick, Jen, I was curious if you had an amount maybe that you would recommend to folks before, before these tough times, you know, because a lot of times folks would say like three to six months worth of living expenses. For you personally, I'm curious, yeah, what do you feel comfortable with as far as the size of your cash cushion? So it depends on how many people you have in your family and how volatile your job is. If you have a really safe, secure job and you are living alone, then three months could be okay for you, uh, three months worth of a bare bones budget uh, and giving a little extra. That could be fine. But if you have a large family, you're an entrepreneur, you are unsure of how long you're going to have your job, then six months, definitely. Uh, and then that's going to be even more increased because your bare bones budget is, is going to be pretty hefty. So that's kind of how I tell people think of it like, how volatile is your job? How big is your family? Uh, and go from there. Yeah. Jen, money challenges, no spend challenges, those can actually help us ramp up to to increasing that emergency fund in a big way pretty quickly. And, and it might be great to implement during some lean times like this. So uh, even if folks income, even if their income hasn't changed recently, why do you think people should consider one of these no spend challenges? I have been a fan of no spend challenges since we were paying off debt because I am very all or nothing. So trying to do moderation was just not working for me. So the only thing that really moved the needle in making me aware of my spending and saving significantly was to challenge myself to not spend on anything besides obvious bills and things that I needed to live. So for the first few weeks, that was definitely hard. I was making more decisions than normal because I was actively thinking about uh, not buying things I would have habitually bought anyways. Um, but after that, it got me to a point where I was saving a couple hundred bucks every time, a couple hundred extra bucks every time I would do one of these challenges for a month. Mm. And more than that, it made me aware of what my habits were, what my triggers were for impulse spending. So like the kind of day I was having at work or whatnot. So it made me more aware and it taught me lessons that I took into my life after the challenge was over so that I could start trying to consciously make these decisions. Um, and it really changed the way I budget. It, it changed a lot of things for me. Like, how would you recommend for someone to go about like one of these no spend challenges? I mean, do you basically just say, all right, I'm not going to spend any money, <laughs> any money uh, except I guess, you know, you have to spend money on on food. But like, like no, how hunger strike for a month too, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do a juice. Try fat. it. Uh, <laughs> Try it. <laughs> but but um, yeah, like like what guidelines or, or what parameters would you encourage folks to set up or to think through if they're wanting to do one of these uh, no spend challenges? I recommend that everyone try to do their own unique kind of no spend challenge. So don't just take the rules that somebody else gives you and try to replicate them because you know the most about your spending. Even if you feel like you don't know anything about it, you still know the most about it. So look at your transactions from the last few months and see what has still been a source of overspending for you. For a lot of people right now, I know is shopping on Amazon. 
So before before this, I know those same people, it was restaurant spending. So just look at what your spending has been on and then try and cut those things out during a no spend challenge. And you could go all the way and just cut out everything except for fresh produce, stuff like that. That's kind of what we did. But you don't have to. Really make it your own. You can focus on one or two things at a time. You can do everything you can do. One of my favorite things right now is instead of doing a full month to try and accumulate 15 no-spend days throughout the month. It's a lot more manageable. I got that tip from um, my friend Kate at That Debt-Free Life on Instagram, and she did it for a whole year and accumulated six months of not spending by doing that system for a year. And so it's a lot less restrictive. Yeah, it's a great idea. So really make it your own. Challenge yourself in a way that is is going to be challenging, but not overwhelming. Yeah, I love that. And and there's something so empowering about realizing that you can curb your spending in a way like that, right? And and kind of giving yourself, Matt and I have talked about gamification, how that can be such mm-hmm. an important way of getting control of your finances. And that's a way of gamifying it, right? It's chal- exactly. challenging yourself. And you're like, no, 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 I'm going to beat this. I'm going to do this. And, and then you see the results and you're like, dude, I did it. Um, it's so encouraging. Yes, that's exactly what I say about it. It's gamifying frugality. Yeah. All right. Last question for you, Jen. You do a bill of the week on every episode of the Frugal Friends podcast. So do you have a favorite bill this week? Ooh, I <laughs> so I'm going to say the, the one that I say every time I'm asked this um, because it's truly my favorite bill. Uh, I love Bill Curtis from... Most notably, Anchorman. He is the Anchorman voice in Anchorman, but he is also the scorekeeper on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Oh, oh gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so both crowds, two, two different crowds will, will know who he is. <laughs> so, and every week he opens Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me with a pun, like on the word Bill. And every time I smile... Because I wish that I could say them also on our show, but <laughs> <laughs> sorry, they've been used. They're up. so great. I know <laughs> that is your favorite bill. Yeah, well, it's your favorite bill, Jen. Thanks so much for joining us. How can our listeners find out more about you and what you're up to? So we have a new episode of the Frugal Friends podcast every single Friday. This Friday, actually, we have Rachel Cruz. Uh, on oh, the nice. show talking about budgeting. Yeah. So that's of, an exciting Of Ramsey one. Industries, correct? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we've got Rachel on and she's super fun. And then I also do videos every week um, at modernfrugality.com uh, and Modern Frugality on YouTube. So if you want to see my face, there is no shortage <laughs> of places to see it. Excellent. Love it. Well, Jen, thanks so much for taking the time out of your day. We know you are busy as well. And thanks so much, too, for sharing your story. I think this is going to be really encouraging for a lot of folks as they are are setting out to to pay down lots of debt as well. So thanks again for coming on the podcast. Thank you for allowing me to come. All right, Matt, that was such a great conversation with Jen. I love her take on frugality. I love her dedication to paying off debt. Uh, Learned a lot, definitely talking to her about this because I'm I'm one of those people I've been fortunate to never have just a massive amount of debt to pay off. But 
but I love hearing from people that have been able to do it because yes. that's a situation that so many people find themselves in. And it's something that I can't speak to directly, right? I think we have advice on that, but it's not something that I've had personal experience with. So bringing on somebody like Jen, so helpful. Um, but I want to know, what was your big takeaway from, from our conversation with Jen? Yeah. So mine has to do with how her and her husband were making that extra money in order to pay down that debt. Yeah. Know? When she said that their original plan was to pay down their debt in five years, but then somehow they were able to do it in two something serious was going on. Obviously, she's probably you know the, the queen of being frugal because you have to make massive cuts in order to get your expenses down to, to pay down that debt. But they were also making a lot of money on the side. And specifically, she kind of highlighted how they were leveraging their professional careers and making additional money in those areas, right? They, they weren't necessarily recycling cans and, and doing all these small ways to kind of move the needle a little bit. They were looking at like, where do we have expertise? How can we leverage our careers to make extra money that way. Uh, I think that's a brilliant way of going about it because when you're already proficient in a specific industry, that should probably be the first stop as far as where you need to focus your efforts in order to make more money. Yeah, I love how her husband was taking the work that nobody else wanted to do. I love that. And he was getting some some side hustle money from people he worked with by filling out the paperwork that nobody else wanted to do. Like, what a brilliant thing to do. It, that's kind of one of those things it's easy to think about. And, and she even said, yeah, they did a little bit of, of driving for Uber. Her husband did that only during surge times. And, and that can be smart too. But yeah, finding the way to leverage the expertise you currently have is a brilliant way to make some extra money. So yeah. yeah. Well, how about you, man? What was your big takeaway from this episode? Yeah, I think when Jen said that we've kind of all gone through a little bit of a shock right now with the the pandemic, and we've been able to see kind of maybe a little bit more what our lifestyle is doing to our future. When mm. she said that, that kind of struck a chord with me. I think we don't often think about it like that. We don't think about how our current lifestyle is impacting our future ability to live life on our own terms. But if we can think about it a little more like that, if we can realize that the choices we make today affect our future selves, affect future Matt, future Joel, yeah. and, and they have a big impact on how much we're, we're forced to work and the ultimate freedom and flexibility that, that we have. I hope more of us are realizing that our current choices have this big impact um, on our future selves and, and actually are probably having a big impact on how we're able to live life right now if, if things have become a little bit tougher. But yeah, the more that we can, can change things now, the more it's going to have an impact on us being able to, to choose for ourselves how we want to live, what we want to do. So yeah, don't so yeah, if you have gone through the shock to a certain degree, don't let it have a negative impact on you. Let it be kind of a positive shock that redirects kind of the way that you seek to, to spend your money, the way that you seek to save and invest, because sometimes we need that shock to the system. Yeah. Sometimes we need kind of a, a two by four to the side of the face to kind of <laughs> get us moving in the right direction, right? Maybe not actually a two by four. All of your, your illustrations here are so violent. <laughs> no, I agree though. Like using these experiences to fuel us, right? And, and knowing that small changes now can have a massive change on our future selves and our future selves will think our former selves. <laughs> yeah. All right. For a nonviolent um, example, I'll say it's, it's like the rudder on the back of a ship. There right? you go. Yeah, a, yeah. a small rudder can turn a big ship. It doesn't turn it super quickly, right? That that one little move you make that and that second little move you make, the, the inches that the rudder is moving, it doesn't seem to be making a difference. But then... But give it a second. Exactly. And then it, the, the whole course of, of the ship starts to change. Yeah. And 24 hours later, you're in the Bahamas. <laughs> you know? And so it is one of those things that, 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 that those small changes actually do have a major impact on where you're headed and where you end up. Yeah, man. All right. Well, this episode uh, was a blast. And we didn't actually have a beer on this episode since we're recording this one in the morning. But this Aldi coffee was tasty. Yeah, it was. Doing the, the cold brew uh, here in the summer months. This was fantastic. So let's go ahead and wrap up the episode, man. 
man. We'll have our show notes up on the website at howtomoney.com and we'll link to Jen's podcast as well as her site where she blogs as well. Yeah, for folks that have enjoyed this episode, definitely go check out Jen's podcast. And if you have been enjoying this podcast, please hit the subscribe button, leave a review uh, if you if you feel so inclined. We'd appreciate that. And so Matt, until next time, best friends out. Best friends out. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.